This Premier League's Match Day 2 Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use a promo code SGPN for $20 off. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is... For Wednesday, that's definitely definite. Hang on. August, yeah. 14th? Not even close. 17th, 12th. 16th. 16th. <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> August the 16th. Now, I normally have my baseball page open, and that's got the date on the top, but I've got the wrong page open within that page, so there you go. Um, But we've got a nearly a full slate of... Uh, Premier League action for the weekend. We've got nine games to get uh, our teeth in. It was starting on Friday night, going through the Monday night. Joining me is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baza. How are you? Even Malcolm. I'm very well. All uh, refreshed after a short break down to that there, London. A couple of days where I think I've walked about 20,000 steps. It's impossible to do London any other way but just walking for miles and miles in it. And I'm not used to walking for miles and miles, but uh, yeah, good couple of days down there with the family. Um, thank well, you. Well, I said to you just just before we start, I said you had a nice time. You said yes, I've got a story, yes. and then I said, when should I ask you about this at the start at the end? And you said at the start. So, Buzz, have you got any stories from London? Yes, I have. Oh shit! Um, come on. So thank, thankfully, um, I was busy last night, so I didn't get to watch any of the EFL action. Which was really yeah. good because my yeah. EFL were absolutely terrible. Um, we'll so I think it's important that we own up to that because uh, we claim our winners, but we also claim our losers. It wasn't a good week for the EFL pick show. Well, the, um, before you said you were going to tell a story, the first thing on my notes says EFL picks sucked. Uh, so yeah. it was top of my list of things to discuss as well. But so yeah, we, we can do uh, it. We can get to that. Uh, you know, so be it. But anyway, I was busy last night because I went to the theatre um, to see a show. So we went to see. So if anyone's in London and is looking for a good show, a bit of comedy, hilarious comedy, um, or also in New York because the same show is in New York, then Book of Mormon is absolutely quality. Okay. Absolutely hilarious. It's by the creators of South Park. However, um, if you're also in London or New York and looking for a show to take your 12-year-old children, 10-year-old children, uh, Book of Mormon is not the show. Yeah, um, adult adult themes, but yeah, I mean, we we knew it was going to be adult themed, and, and there is a warning on the website that it's adult themed. And I thought my kids here swearing all the time; they watch all sorts on the TV. Yeah. This will be all right; it's absolutely fine. Um, anyway, we got there, a massive big queue to get in, and we're walking down the queue to the back, past a hundred and odd or two hundred odd people. Not a single child in the queue. We thought, <laughs> and then we got to the front, and the woman scans the tickets, and the woman says, um, "I just have to say, because you have young people with you, you do know what the content of the show is, don't you?" And we were like, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine. We'll cover the years at the appropriate times." Um, 
And then we just got loads of disapproving looks from other people around us. Oh, all no, we get judged. Uh, oh, there was proper judgy. And I didn't, it doesn't bother me. And the kids, um, you know, were, were a little bit like, what's going on here? Um, and the first song that came on was like, it was just F you. Uh, <laughs> I can't even, it, it, uh, there's, there's not a lot of restrictions on our show, um, but I couldn't even talk to you about some of the stuff. Um, Oh, really? That bad? You know, a song about a man with maggots in his scrotum. Um, <laughs> there was, I mean, the, one of the first songs is the Fuck You God song. Yeah, um, nice. Classic. Was, uh, it was all sorts. It, but proper, like, the, 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 the themes and the stories that came up were quite uh, close to the bone. Like, uh, the kids, to be fair, Kids loved it. They come out. Yeah, of course, yeah. Like, but we got some looks taking the kids. So, yeah, don't take your kids to see Book of Mormon, but do go see Book of Mormon. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. So, uh, that, was, that was fun. Talking of people with maggots in their scrotum, Moonaf's in the chat first up tonight. Moonaf, uh, how you doing? <laughs> he was seconded, actually. Serial beat him in. Courtney! Hiya, Courtney. Uh, Courtney's always having Manchester United. Patter on Twitter with us. Um, slick great captain saying oh good evening everybody um, yeah good that Baz I enjoyed that I don't think I don't know how much money you would have to pay me to sit through a musical even if it's what like a funny one like that I don't think I could sit through a musical theatre production for less than £720 that would be my price um, I'm a bit more cultured than you though um, that's bollocks for a start we've, we've seen quite a few um, seen Hamilton Lying oh thing. no, that my yeah. price would be way over seven hundred quid for that shade. No oh, chance. Hamilton's brilliant. Hamilton. Hamilton's nah. outstanding. Rubbish. Yeah, I go back to see that one. Nah, but makes my teeth itch. Stuff like that, Baz. I just can't do it. I don't understand why they all have to do this the whole time. It annoys the daylights out of us. Even when they walk on, no one just walks. They're all like eh? with a face. I, I mean, this is good audio. This, but. If you're watching the podcast, just imagine me waving my arms around. I don't get this, Baz. In the big stupid grins, it just makes us want to put my face through the window. Fair enough. Right. You've agitated us there, Baz, a bit with that. Yeah, so um, angry. Oh, I've got a bit of a dab on. Yeah, I've got a bit of a sweater. Uh, right, so AFL pick sucked. We've come at that. I think I went one for three. You went one and five. Women's World Cup was a bit better. I got Spain, but then... Didn't get England today. Did you get England today? No, I put the draw out um, and then pivoted this morning. But I didn't really pivot. I just I wanted a bit of a bet builder because it was a hard game, um, and I went for a bet builder of England to qualify, um, which which still tied in with my draw pick. England to qualify, Russo to score. Um, it was Stanway to have a shot on target and over three goal. Uh, oh, three you had a winner, yeah. You sent me that. Yes, I had a twelve to one bet builder on uh, on there this morning, which was nice. And England are in the final, which is also nice. So, uh-huh. good yeah, very good, very good. Um, so, just obviously, we're going to get onto this week's picks uh, soon. We had an incredible week last week, an absolutely incredible week, and I feel a bit weird to handicap in this card, Baz, and I don't know. I can't put my finger on what it is. I don't know if it's be just the card. So there's nothing hugely jumps out. My card's very different from last week, and that's worrying me. Um, and I think it's worrying me because I won last week. I haven't got any of the fancy prices. I've got three money line players that are all odds against, all plus money, um, which is fair enough. I've got a few totals. Um, 
But I just think as I did so well last week, I'm kind of I'm feeling the pressure to start looking for six to one shots, three to one shots, and shit like that. And I didn't have it in it. So in a way, I then sort of the it's all right, calm down. We did so well. This thing is now like a foundation week. You know, we're 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 well ahead. We've bought a month's worth of shit picks. Like no one can have a go at us until end of September, I'm saying, right? Nothing. You can we can give out what we like and it can all lose and no one's got any recourse. You can't take us to court or anything till the end of September. Um but I just I don't know, just the whole thing just didn't really do it for me. How did uh, how did you get on looking at it? Um similar you feel a bit more pressure after a good week than you do a loser losing week don't you where you feel like you've got to repeat yeah. um i mean it was a tricky week i found a couple of things where i'm probably going against the grain a bit this week um I, I, there's a couple of things I, I fancy taking a chance on um i think it's important to say though you know because we have had big bit of an uptick in followers on youtube and twitter and um a lot more people downloading in the last week numbers are going up so we're getting new listeners I think it's important to say Malcolm it's not always as good as last week Um, but we're not sitting here claiming to be professionals we'll put our picks out and people take them or leave them Um, we're not charging for anything we're not no VIP picks I've had a couple of people message me this week saying how do I get like can I pay for your picks (laughs) I put them on TikTok and I don't put the picks out there I just put the highlights and people think I'm sort of um, so yeah, Spoken if you are new to it, there's nothing charged. Just listen, subscribe, like, rate, review, and there's on YouTube. There's loads of you. Make sure you've all hit the thumbs up. Um, yeah, I think the the idea is five or six times a season you win enough uh, money to drink like 140 quid's worth of lager, like I did last Saturday. Um, I mean, we which... had people through last week. A few people shared their bet slips with us where they. You know, yeah. they haven't every no, single thing, but they picked the three or four they liked. They'd stuck them in a parlay, and we had, you know, Terrell picked the... I was just going to say Terrell, yeah. Accumulator. Uh, my mate Simon put a treble in. He had um, three of our picks, finished with Man United to win to nil, and, and again, a nice nice price winner there. Um, and, a, and a few others on Twitter shared bet slips with us. Where, and that's what, you, know, you pick the ones you like. You're not going to like everything we put out. Um, pick the ones you like, play them how you want, doubles, trebles, upwards. And uh, yeah. Yeah, Terrell asked me for a few picks, so I sent him five, I think, thinking he might just have sort of level stakes on each of them. Turns out he parlayed them all. <laughs> he had a $20 free bet with a five-team parlay on. And oh, you can obviously tell Terrell I had no idea what he was talking about as well, because he messaged me when the game was nil-nil. His last leg was Man United to win the nil. He messaged me when it was nil-nil saying, a tie's no good, is it? I was like, no, mate, a tie's no good. <laughs> And then they went one nil. I said, "Don't worry, they will score. They're lucky bastards." And then he messaged me later on and said, "Well, we need Man United to play some defense because he was he was sending me voice notes as well." So me and Bob were sitting laughing at that, uh, laughing at Terrell and his need for defense. But he got it. Yeah, twenty dollar five timer for Terrell paid five hundred and seventy dollars or something. Yeah, uh, incredible stuff. So yeah, what we're going to do tonight is go through the weekend card, Friday through to Monday, nine games. The the tenth game, Burnley v Luton or Luton v Burnley. Sorry. Um, we'll not go ahead because Luton's ground is not quite ready. It's still a bit of a building site. So that game's been postponed. Uh, we'll have a look at the EPL stuff as well. Um, just to who's top of the league and um, any transfers we might be making. Um, so, yeah, we'll do all that. I'll tell you first about we've got a new sponsor here, uh, which is Game Time. Uh, Game Time are a ticket company. And we all know what a pain in the arse that can be. Um 
we've had it recently with Baz mentioned last week the Newcastle United tickets uh, getting hold of either individual tickets or buying your season ticket getting it into your wallet um, getting tickets for friends family what have you the MLB London series was a was a nightmare uh, especially for an old timer like me game time um, take all of that stress away um, and make buying tickets just less stressful really so you can get all your uh, you can get to all your favourite events um, sports, music, comedy, theatre. You can go to the theatre if you want. Go and see the Book of Mormon. Use game time. Um, take the kids. Don't take your kids. Don't take the kids. Um, you get killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee as well. Um, I know a lot of people at the network have used game time, making bars caught in this country, but the other network boys have used them. Things like the flash deals, the last-minute sales, the images of the seat views are really good, so you know where you're going to be. Um, and you get a lowest price guarantee too. So you can forget planning um, months in advance. Uh, Game Time's got deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, um, including football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, much more than that. Um, And if the best price guarantee means that if you find tickets in the same section, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference, which is a cracking offer. So to snag all of these little perks, uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, some points of housekeeping, Baz. Um, I have got no 1 1 of the week. How do we feel about that? Can it be called the 1 1 of the week if I don't have one every week? Well, as long as one of us has got the 1 1 of the week. Ah, oh, I never could. Cons- well, was, what was my thing? Are, are you so saying you've got one? You please do not. I have a potential one one of the week, Malcolm. You've so got a one one of the week. Future remains. Yeah, I've the got future one. But I've got. Oh, if you break my record, I'll be furious. But um, the tit list. When we talked about the tit list on Monday, had Sunday. What day was I sitting here dead hungover? Sunday. Um, yeah. Had Jurgen Klopp come out with his little his jive at Newcastle yet? No, he hadn't. That came out after the event. Right. Um, so that's okay. was that enough? I th- I thought that was close to putting Klopp on the tit list. Like, well, that's it. I've got. Is it time for Klopp? Question mark. So I'm still not sure because um, I, he I might have just been doing a little joke. Yeah, I, I, I was I was okay. I mean, it, it's only a matter of time anyway. He's, he'll make it on, so it's not a massive issue. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. waiting right. for for the right moment. So we'll, we'll leave him off for now. So right. Okay. So the tit list remains naked, Baz. There's no one on there. You mean. Yeah, Howard Webb could have possibly made the tit list, but um, I'm, I'm going to leave that for now. <laughs> was it, that wasn't his fault. At some point, like oh, Howard okay. Webb is the man who's in charge of all the referees, but that wasn't we, necessarily. We, we do need to talk about the Manu game because we did do the last show on the Sunday night where we still had the Manu game outstanding. Um, penalty or no penalty, Malcolm? First question. Well, that's a stupid question, isn't it? But there's not a person in the world who thinks it wasn't a penalty. I, I think maybe Courtney, but Courtney might not. One person, um, Jacob, who sometimes listens to the show, I think, um, in one of my WhatsApp fantasy football groups, uh, said, am I the only person who didn't think it was a penalty? <laughs> um, and, and I think the answer was a resounding yes. Even the referee thought it was a penalty after the event. Um, absolute shambles, isn't it? Just, just shocking. Um, I, I just... Can't get my head around it. And really harsh on Wolves because they deserved something out of the game. Um, played so well. I mean, we'll, we'll cover Wolves and Man United when we come up to the games this weekend. But um, 
that was yeah, it was just a Courtney has said it's not a penalty. She's, she's <laughs> Courtney's on the wind up. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. Courtney, we're not buying it. You shouldn't be selling it. That's rubbish. Um, yeah. So as much as that was a lucky pick, Baz, I was talking to Tiger about this last night on the way home from uh, Fatman Five Aside. Uh, we factored in the luck, didn't we, when we handicapped the game? We said they'll win 1-0, they'll be shite, the Wolves will miss loads of chances, something terrible will happen and they'll win 1-0. So you factor in that as much, oh, that, that was a lucky win. It wasn't because you. This has happened for forty-seven years that I've been on the planet. So you factor it in. It's it's not lucky. It's just lifelike. Yeah, yeah. Tis what it is, isn't okay, it? Then. Anyway, any more um, points of order before we get going? No, I don't think so. I think we've done the housekeeping bars. I think and start handicapping stuff. Let's uh, do it. Friday night, seven forty-five kickoff, two forty-five Eastern time. Yeah, there's D Rock team, Dylan. Uh, Dylan will be well excited. You've got him a shirt, didn't you? You sent it yet? Um, yeah, it's going in the post tomorrow. It's going in the post tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Nottingham Forest against Sheffield United. Nottingham Forest are 11 to 13, minus 117. The draw is 5 to 2, plus 250. Sheffield United are 72, plus 350. This pass was the easiest one on the card. There was, I've said before, instinctively go to a pick and then quickly look around to see if there's any reason you have to get away from it. And I don't think you did. Um, Forrest emerged with credit, great credit, really, from that Arsenal game last Saturday lunchtime. They got beat 2-1, but there wasn't an awful lot in it. Um, and applied quite a lot of pressure at the end, could have nicked a draw. Their home form last year was their foundation. It was their home form that kept them up. They pick, pre- picked up pretty much all of their points at the city ground. So... Um, Sheffield United played pretty much exactly what we expected. They lost 1-0. Their XG was um, 0.55. And nothing's changed. We said they'd struggle to score. They didn't create much. Um, this was just a really easy pick, pass. It's Forrest on the money line. Uh, and it's a really nice price. Do you, do you know what I don't like most about this? Is the fact it's the Friday night game. It's the first one. Like, it's yeah. never that easy, the first game. Uh this should be a mess. If this was a hidden in the middle, it's Saturday three o'clock with all the others. I'd be, I'd feel great about this just because it sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, but yeah, Forest, Forest win bad. Yeah, so uh, heading in the same direction. Yeah, as you say, start off with a two-one defeat against Arsenal. Game where they had just twenty-one percent possession, but they still had a higher xG in the game than Arsenal did. Um, Sheffield United, on the other hand, managed just one shot on target in their defeat to Palace. I mean, we talked prior to the season about the doom and gloom around Sheffield, the business in the transfer market, sold a couple of decent players, hadn't done much on the other side of things. They have managed to add to the squad this week. They've brought in Gustavo Hema from Coventry, defensive midfielder for around £14 million. Uh, Vinny Souza, another defensive midfielder from Belgium, has come in. St. Aaron Trusty from Arsenal. Have you heard of Aaron Trusty from Arsenal? Do, do you know who Aaron Trusty is? is that, I think he's an American fellow, isn't he? He's an American centre-half. And I right. haven't never heard of him before. Um, and I thought, oh, he must be like a young kid out of the academy at Arsenal or something like that. He's 25 years old. Oh, okay. Um, so I was just a bit of an odd one because I can't recall him ever playing for Arsenal. But maybe he has done in EFL Cup action or something like that. And they've signed Tom Davies from Everton on a free. Wow. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> and still, I mean, the, the problem for me is, is still struggling to see where the goals are coming from. Um, they're still being linked with Cameron Archer from Villa, uh, and I think for Sheffield United that would probably be a good sign. And I think it's a deal they could do with getting done, but it isn't happening just yet. Um, as you say, Forest home form, they finished in really good form at the end of the season, won the last three, and that was games against Arsenal, Southampton, and Brighton. So two of the you know good sides in the league there. Good results. So I'm going to take them exactly the same. Get the season off to a running up and running here for the home win. Forest to win this at 17 to 20. I've got Malcolm. Is that the same as you? 11 to 13. I think funny numbers. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy to take Forest on the money line as well. That's the first pick. Team ride, Malcolm. Forest. Yes. Jeff United. Because um, I mucked up last Friday, so I need to. Uh, I'll get me. I'll get me Friday card off and running. Uh, so we move on to Saturday. There's no lunchtime game. Um, maybe with that Burnley um, Luton game missing. So we move to the three o'clock. There are th- only three three o'clock kickoffs, um, which is a 10 a.m. Eastern. First one is Fulham against Brentford. Fulham are seven to four plus 175. The draw is 12 to five plus 240. And Brentford are 14 to nine plus 155. Yeah, so first things first, Mitrovic appears to be moving a bit closer uh, to his move to Saudi Arabia, which he's been begging for for the last couple of months. He did make a brief appearance last week, didn't he? And then went off 10 minutes later. Did you see that? He, he, um, I think he was on the bench, came on second half, and 10 minutes later said he was injured. Um, but he's obviously itching for this move away. Um, Fulham did get off to a winning start, and one, one, oh, sorry, 1-0 away to Everton. Although they had 60% possession in that game, Everton actually had double the XG of Fulham. Fulham had 1.5. Everton had an XG of three. And Everton also had double the amount of goal attempts. Um, I think they had 15 to seven or something like that. So Fulham, Fulham did give up a lot of chances to Everton last week. Nine shots on target from Everton, the field to score from. Um, so the question is, will they give up similar chances to Brentford? And, and will Brentford take them where Everton didn't? Um Played Spurs. They didn't need much possession to create plenty of chances. They only had 30% possession against Spurs, but they did have an XG of over two, 11 attempts on goal, six on target. So I've talked myself into goals here. Um, over 2.5 goals is at 10 to 11, minus 110. Uh, but I'm going right back to where I went last week, and, and I'm taking Brentford goals. So I think they'll get more of them. So I like Brentford to score two or more goals in this game at a price of 11 to 8. Um, eleven to eight is what Malcolm tell me. Plus one thirty-seven. Plus one thirty-seven. Yeah, so that's a pick for me. Brentford over one point five on the team total. Uh, eleven to eight plus one thirty-seven. With these teams, after one week, there was a few teams you could go. There was teams that played like you thought they did. Uh, it were decent. There's teams that played like you thought they would, and they weren't very good, like Sheffield United. And then there's a couple of teams on the card. Um who got results without playing particularly well. Um, Fulham were the luckiest winners from game week one. You mentioned those XG stats. Um, so if you look at XG stats, the, the, one of the sites I use uses a fairness rating of the result, Baz. Um, and this was by far the lowest. This was at a 26% fairness rating. Uh, so really, Fulham were very, very lucky because there was no one else even near that. Uh, Man United was next up at 50-odd percent. So we're saying it wasn't then, fair on Everton that they got... Well, not fair at all, no. Uh, three times out of four that have won that game. Again, Man United, 53. And then it was 70s and, and eight, high 80s and 90s all the way after that. 
Um, I think 18 out of the 19 other teams in the league would have beaten Fulham last week. I think Sheffield United would have struggled. Um, and I'm just laughing at Captain Zero. Just he's typed the word tit and that's made me laugh. That's where I am, Baz. Uh, as a grown man, I'm laughing at the word tit written there. Um, 18 to 19 teams will beat them. I've got written down, will Mitro play? Question mark. You've just told me he's not. Um, Brentford played exactly how we expected them to. They were good. They were lively. Um, they played good football. The two forwards, um, Wissa and Mbwemo, look like capable deputies for Tony. They both got on the score sheet. So, I'm just going to take the better team, Baz, I think. Quite, again, pretty easy. Uh, Brentford on the money line, 14-9, to nine, uh, plus 155 for me, Baz. Yeah, good good choice. I think Captain Insano must have typed a load of comments in earlier and they've just come flooding through at the same time. <laughs> but he's talking about the tip list, he's talking about the penalty, and the, all these conversations were 10, 15 minutes ago. I think he's all out of sync. Um, <laughs> anyway, what what you got next? The American Wi-Fi catching up with Captain Cedar all at once. Uh, Three o'clock is Liverpool against Bournemouth. Liverpool are one to five, minus 500. The draw is six to one. Bournemouth are 12 to one. Uh, This game uh, famously finished nine nil last year to Liverpool. Um, Different uh, cat the fish this time around. Liverpool, Liverpool played okay against Chelsea. And they played okay early on. Um, they looked quite sharp in the first half an hour. They went 1-0 up. They were very unlucky not to go 2-0 up. If that, there was a, a borderline offside decision that Salah scored. And I think they'd have been all right after that. And then Chelsea really got at them in the second half. I thought Chelsea were the better team in the second half. I just think you're going to get more of the same out of Liverpool. They're going to be dangerous going forward. Uh, they're going to be shaky at the back. Um, I did see someone point out to... How Liverpool's levels dropped after half an hour. It was actually it was a Newcastle fan was talking about how Newcastle can get at them next week uh, because we're so powerful and our um, midfield can be so all-consuming that I think Liverpool could struggle to deal with it because they did seem to just drop off after half an hour um, their levels. But um, Bournemouth were okay against West Ham. It was the one-one of the week. It was a fairly predictable fixture. Um, but you could see how uh, Iriola wanted them to play. They looked, and this is a weird thing to say about Bournemouth, they looked really Spanish. They were a very Spanish team. You see all those teams like in that middle glob of La Liga, Getafe and uh, Real Betis and um, Valladolid and teams like that. They all play the same way. Also a little busy and tidy. And uh, that's how exactly how Bournemouth were. Um they, were t- they weren't too bad last year away from them. They won five games, which is a lot more than teams in the bottom half would do. Um, so your instinct is goals. Obviously, we saw nine last year. Liverpool are always good for a goal. The over two and a half is far too short. It's like minus 300 or something. Um, I think Bournemouth can score here. I don't see many situations that Liverpool can keep a clean sheet. Uh, they're, they're shaky at the back. Bournemouth can score. The safest option for the goals is both teams to score at four to five. Minus 125. I know uh, Moonaf wants the Liverpool team tool. I'll see if I can fetch a price out on that, Baz, uh, while you tell us what you think. Yeah, so I've got the same as you. Liverpool did start brightly last week against Chelsea. 
uh, once they went ahead early on, I thought they might kick on from there, but it never really materialised. And and exactly as you say, the longer the game went on, the more reserved Liverpool became. And it was Chelsea that were really on the front foot in the second half. Liverpool had just one shot on target all game uh, and 35% possession. Should be an easier opponent for them this week. We know the home form last season was a lot better than away. The concern for Liverpool though, is is the defensive solidity. So I, I don't mind you taking Bournemouth to get on the score sheet here at all. Chelsea cut them open with ease a few times last week. Five big chances created from Chelsea. Um, and I know we don't put too much weight on, on the pre-season stuff, but Liverpool conceded 10 goals in five pre-season games. Um, I think Liverpool will, will probably win it at home. But but where do you go with that? With a price of one to five, it's it, you know handicaps. You're going to have to be pushing three goal handicaps and stuff to get anywhere. Um, so my first instinct, exactly like you, was was goals. I wasn't expecting over two point five to be as short as uh, one to three. Yeah, that's really skinny, I knew it would be short, but that's that's excessively short. Um, I thought more appealing might be the both teams to score. So I was I was looking down that same road as you, but I've decided to go with the early goals again here. And I'm going first goal, first half goals because um, I can get almost even money for uh, over 1.5 first half goals. So it's a price of 10 to 11, minus 110. Um, and for me, it just offers the best way into the goals market. And potentially a little ladder. I know Serial's a big fan of his first half ladders. Um, but it was that thing of Liverpool starting strongly and then tailing off really quickly. I think they can get at them early on get on the score sheet. So over 1.5 first half goals, 10 to 11 is my pick. Um, if you like a ladder here, over 2.5 first half goals is 3 to 1 and over 3.5 first half goals is 9 to 1. And as you say, last season, 9-0 this fixture, 5-0 by half time. Uh, yeah, it got out of hand pretty quick this one last year. Um, okay, more to come. I'll tell you about the Patreon first. Um to get ex- access to exclusive contests, uh, join our Patreon, including um, the NFL Win Totals contest, got a $1,000 first place prize. And we've got season-long contests, but also um, weekly contests in there just for our patrons. The monthly SGP Stories podcast, the Discord channel, um, all the good stuff in there. So help us to help you prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Next up, we still three o'clock and it is Wolverhampton Wanderers against Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, Wolves are 14 to 5 plus 280. The draw is 11 to 4 plus 275. And Brighton are 9 to 10 minus 111, Bat. Yeah, so Wolves were the real surprise package, I think, of the first weekend. Um... We talked on Sunday night about how everything had been fairly predictable, no big surprises. But for me, a big surprise was Wolves' performance against Man United. We talked them down quite a bit pre-season. Uh, they'd lost players. There was a lack of signings. Changed manager a few days well, before. What's this wee, Baz? We Yeah, we? you talked them down as well. You you had yeah. them getting beat to nil Monday as well, like everybody else. I'm um, the 10th, Baz. <laughs> it's off. Just, Just what do you mean? Just say it. You, you change know. that every week. You're don't say, don't say we when you mean I. You learn that in the meetings, Baz. Just uh, for me, it seemed like there was plenty of reasons to fade Wolves uh, and 
we did fear them. We did, and we won. Um, we both took Man United win to nil, and I think it's fair to say extremely lucky to catch that one. It wasn't my proudest ever moment, to be honest, because in the end, I'd rather have lost my bet um, and seen Wolves get something out of the game, to be honest. Um, Wolves just really took the game to Man United. 23 shots they had, six on target, and an XG of over two. Stonewall pen not given as well. That that XG would have been a lot higher had they had a effort from the penalty spot, one-on-one from 12 yards. Um, really unlucky to come away with nothing. Brighton were efficient in a 4-1 win over Luton, 71% possession, 27 shots, 12 on target, and an XG of 3.6. But obviously up against the Luton team who everyone, not just me, not just we, everyone is expecting to struggle this year. Um, still an impressive performance from Brighton. So, do I handicap this on what I expected from Wolves before the season started or from what I saw on Monday night? And and for me, I, I think I have to reevaluate Wolves. And as you know, Malcolm, I've never been able to get Wolves right anyway. Like they've, they've been my nemesis for the last 12 months. I could, whatever I do with Wolves, go the opposite. Um, but I fancy them to be competitive in this one. Brighton are favourites away from home. And I think there's reasons why you can oppose Brighton here. They are fun to watch uh, and they are becoming everyone's second favourite team for that reason. But away from home last season, they lost four of the last six games. Villa, Newcastle, Forest and Spurs all beat them towards the end of the season um, when they were on their travels. And Wolves, on the other hand, were unbeaten in their last five home ends, home games at the end of the season. Four wins and a draw. So four from the last five they've won. Um, goals in Brighton games are, are always attractive. Eight to 11 for the under, sorry, the over 2.5. That would appeal to me if I was going down the goals route. But I've been taken in by Wolves here. I'm going to take Wolves to win this one. Three to one, take the dog. Um, so, yeah, the pick for me is Wolves to beat Brighton at three to one. Three to one, that's bigger than I've got, Baz. I'm going to write that down for reasons which will become clear. Um, yeah, they played well, they were robbed. Think what Wolves is, are you... Do you take a positive that they've created all those chances or do you view it as a negative that they missed all those chances? I mean, there's there's two ways to look at it, isn't there? I think yeah. on another day, on another day, they'd, they'd have scored a couple of them at least. Um, Definitely. And I mean... Like I say, on, the, on the, the travels, Brighton, Brighton can be... I think everyone's got, got this thing in their mind that Brighton are going to beat everyone from the lower half every week wherever they play. Um, but they're away form. They, you know, they, they they will drop points across the season against teams like this, and they did many times last season, and they can do again here. I mean, it was a good performance. It wasn't a horrible one nil sort of where they tried to mangle the game. They played really good football. They played it in a good spirit. Obviously, Gary O'Neill uh, saw something in them and got a reaction out of them. He'd only been there like seventy two hours. They defended well. Um, and yeah, Brighton got away late against Luton. I think two of their goals were 90 or 87 and 98 or something like that. So Luton was still in the game. Um, and I'm still, again, a lot of these early week handicaps are based on um, what we what I thought pre-season. Especially if you've seen a team like Brighton do ex- kind of exactly what everyone thought. Home game against a poor team. So you really haven't learned anything about Brighton. And they're vulnerable, Baz. They're absolutely vulnerable on the road for all the reasons you gave. Um, the sense of injustice as well behind Wolves, you can't put a price on that. I've been at Newcastle before when there's a sense of injustice. 
uh, and it's worth 110 pence in the pound. Like, um, seeing pick by Wolves, um, I haven't doubted 40 to 5, but I'll take your 3 to 1. Um, I'll top myself up. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah, Wolves cap- to win. Captain Insano saying, will they be deflated after that loss last week? And I've just replied with exactly what you said. I think they'll be playing angry because of the sense of injustice yeah. from last week. And, and that could, could help. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's a good price. For, for them at home, given the respective home, home and away forms of the two teams, three to one is, is good value. It was a bit of a free hit as well, really. They weren't expecting to take a point. It's not like they've blown a game at home to the relegation rival or something. They're expecting to get battered. So it's no skin off their nose, really, but they will be up for it. Uh, the tea time kickoff on Saturday is Tottenham against Manchester United. That's a 5.30 kickoff here. T- uh, 12.30 lunchtime um, Eastern. Manchester, uh, sorry, Tottenham are 15 to 8 plus 187. The draw is 13 to 5 plus 260. Manchester United are 11 to 8 plus 137. Um, does anybody want to back Manchester United after seeing that on Monday? Favourites are plus 137. Are you insane? Um, no quality, absolute lack of quality. They've got no striker. They're ill disciplined. The Morrison's butcher got hold of at half time to go and pinbone some sea bass 30 yards down the counter. And the goalkeeper's a liability. And now drunken red nose can keep his nose out. He thought Aston Villa played well. Fucking ridiculous. Um, so that's man you dealt with. I just don't know what to make of Tottenham, Baz. Um, they could draw 2 2 every game this season. That might be them. 38 points, uh, score 76, concede 76. Like, that's just. Tottenham, I don't know what to do with Tottenham. Um, it was I learned nothing about Tottenham at all. I've got no idea. They conceded two and a half, which is pretty Tottenham. Um, Madison did okay, but the assist with one was a free kick. The other one really didn't have much to do with it. He just toe-poked it. Both their goals came from defenders, which is a minor worry. Um, I'm about to take a risk here, Baz. Tottenham at home. So it's a first home game. We talked last week about people being up for it at home. Um, behind Poster Coglu, he appears to have quite a lot of goodwill from the Tottenham fans and the players. Um, just because of the way he is, he's a good talker, he's, he's got a nice healthy attitude and stuff. He looks like he's going to bring a lot more to the Premier League than a lot of other managers do. They're going to be high energy um, and that can cause Man United problems. A high energy team in a high energy environment can cause Manchester United problems because they're pretty ponderous. Like, um, so, yeah, I'll take uh, Tottenham at 15 to 8 plus 187 pass. Yeah, I mean, it's a tricky one, isn't it? As you say, Man United weren't, weren't good at all the other day. And I just, I looked at the squad and it, it looks a bit thin to me. Like, in terms of the quality, like, the play to start with Anthony and Garnacho, who were yeah. both shite. Um, <laughs> we know Anthony's shite because I tell you this every week. But he wasn't very good, and, and Garnacho wasn't very good. But then, you, when you I thought the... you were going to say something really insightful. Then there was a little pause, yeah. Baz. It was a barely yeah. perceptible quarter of a second pause where I was waiting for your pearls of wisdom. Shite was what came next. But, but you look to the bench, and, and they've got Martial sitting there, who I don't fancy, and they don't fancy because they didn't bring him on, despite being nil nil late into the game. Um, Sancho, who still has never got back to the form they. they Hoped when they signed him, uh, Ericsson, McTominay, Palestri. Like, it just there wasn't anything inspiring on the bench to think, Oh, if we change this, this will this will get things going. Um, I just don't trust any of those sort of players to be the game changers they need. Listen, 
Man United fans will know they got lucky in that game, uh, and I think a bit of concern would have crept in, despite coming away with the three points. Um, Spurs, we said last week, they're going to be carnage from week to week, uh, and that proved to be the case with the first half of 2-2 in the first half. Um, they created enough without Kane there to suggest they can get at this Man United team this week. And and like you, I, I like Spurs to get something here. I did like them on the money line, 15-8, to eight, um, but I also like them to score two or more goals at 11-10, and I'm going to take that as a, as a slightly safer pick. Um because it wouldn't okay. surprise me at all if Man knew what to get two or three at the other end. Because, uh, as I say, Spurs can be a bit chaotic at the moment. Um, so yeah, that's that's my main pick here: is Spurs to score two or more at eleven to ten plus one ten. I just think the over two point five is short price four to seven. Yeah. So I think the price on the Spurs goals being plus money eleven to ten just offers a bit better value. Okay, we'll go on to the Saturday evening game, um, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern time, between Manchester City and Newcastle United. Uh, Man City are 4-6, to six, minus 160. The draw is 16-5, plus 320. Uh, Newcastle 17-4, plus 425. Manchester City currently in action in the European Super Cup in Athens in Greece. Uh, they trail 1-0 to Sevilla. After 51 minutes in that one, Baz, um, Man City v Newcastle Saturday night. Big game, this one, Baz. It is, yeah. I mean, obviously, Man City cruised to a 3-0 win over, over Burnley last week. But they did lose Kevin De Bruyne in the process. He's going to be missing for four months, they reckon. Mm. Uh, not expected back until the new year now. Um, Newcastle were hugely impressive against Villa last week, but they don't have a good record at the Etihad. 2-0, we lost this one last season. Prior to that, results were 5-0, 2-0, 5-0. Um, so it doesn't bode well when you look at that. Uh, that said, Newcastle have got a lot more attacking options now. And and the way we played last week, I can see us getting closer to Man City. And not saying we'll necessarily beat them. I think we can beat them. Um, but even if scoring a goal at the Etihad would be an improvement on, on recent seasons. So both teams to score was the first thought for me. It's a 3-4. Mm. Um, and I just thought, at that price, I'd prefer to take the over 2.5. At a price of 8 to 11, um, it just gives me that cover in case Man City go do go and beat us 3-0, which I'm not particularly expecting. So the pick for me is over two and a half goals, Man City-Newcastle. That's a price of 8 to 11, minus 137. Oh, Newcastle win 3-0, Baz. You Newcastle know. could also win 3-0. Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't learn anything about Man City last week against Burnley. Um, we were very professional. Um they, they do look again thin on the ground. The, the loss of KDB, I've seen people sort of list how many attacking options they've got. Now. They've kind of got five first choice players. Um, they need to pick up one or two more. Um, this trip to Athens doesn't really help either. It's, I know they're used to it. They play Champions League, so they're used to the Wednesday, Saturday thing. Uh, but little trip early in the season, and they went full strength as well tonight. God, you all have picked a full strength team. You wanted to win this competition. Uh, as I say, currently 1-0 down. Um, Newcastle were outstanding. Um, I took the piss out of Alex Ferguson a minute ago. I kind of do see what he was saying because I said it on Monday night, not as brazenly as he said. But I thought Villa were OK and there were some key moments in that game that went against Villa that I think would have had them closer together because for 55 minutes it was pretty close and Tyrone Mings going off um, made a big difference. But... 
uh, I think we said it's the ninth time in 32 games Newcastle have scored four or more. That's nearly a third of the games, Baz. That we score over three and a half, and there's, there's some fives and sixes in there either. That's just not fours. Um, I genuinely think at this point Newcastle are changing the game with their running. Um, the like I say, Liverpool watching for half an hour. I don't know how they can struggle. I don't know how little podgy Casemiro and his cronies could even con- contemplate keeping up with Newcastle in the middle of the park. I think Newcastle are changing how football's being played. Like, um, so this is a good spot for Newcastle. We've got no midweek game, lots of momentum. I say Manchester City are off for the week. But, Baz, oh, I don't know what to do yet. What I've done, Baz, is I've bottled it. My arse has dropped off, is rolling across the kitchen floor as we speak. Um, I want to take Newcastle at 17 to 4 plus 425, but I am not going to. Um, you're going to hate this. I'm not going to let this down, but <laughs> I know exactly um, where you're going. <laughs> I don't think you do. Right, I'll let you make one. So, but if Newcastle, if Newcastle win, I won't care about the money. This is part of the thing. This is the, the gambler's fallacy in it. Um, I took Villa last week and I didn't give a shit. Um, if Newcastle win, I won't care that I've foregone a plus 425 winner. What do you think my pick's going to be? I thought you were going to go double chances or draw no <laughs> bet or something. So my pick is going to be the double chance, Buzz. Uh, Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle or the draw, which is very off-brand for me. This is yes, me. We are going to... Two bets, I'm taking two bets, yeah. yeah. It is two bets, as long as we can agree on that, I'll take it. Um, Newcastle or the draw. In very, the very top, someone in the chat put this could be the 1-1 one, one of the week. Um, Captain Insane or Serial or one of those boys. Um, and it very much could be. Uh, but yeah, Newcastle or the draw, even though secretly, I definitely think Newcastle are going to win by loads. Uh, so there you go. Next up is a uh, Sunday... Saturday, well, Baz, what do you think about these Saturday 8 o'clock games, by the way? Um, when I've got nothing happening on a Saturday night, I'll lap it up all day long. Um, Newcastle being good, uh, it's going to cost a fortune, isn't it? Yeah. Like, when they were shite, you'd go out, have one pint, watch the game, be in a grump, get the first bus home, spend nine quid. I spent about £400,000 last Saturday on pickle juice and whiskey and taxis and lager and whiskey and gin and whiskey and lager and taxis. Like, it's not good, man. Um, yeah, not good at all. Sunday, early, two o'clock, uh, kick-off is Aston Villa against Everton. Aston Villa are two to three, minus 150. The draw is three to one. Everton are four to one. Um, whose turn is this, Baz? Is this me or you? You, you're off. Me, right. So, yeah, I just basically said everything I meant to say about Villa, but I said it on the back of the Newcastle game. They did okay to a point against Newcastle. Like, it's a couple of crucial moments in the game. And then it unravelled pretty quickly. Um, your main centre-back goes off, and that's a big problem because uh, the new lad came on, Pau Torres, who's supposedly a good player. And he actually quite good on the ball, but then they persisted with this insane high defensive line. Uh, insane high line. Um, and they could have got beat a thousand one after that. Like you say, Alex Ferguson thought they were brilliant. Um, Everton are in the same boat as Wolves. We said earlier on. Um, are you delighted that Everton's xG was two point five three, or um, 
do you take the fact that they didn't score any goals as being a sign for things to come, how we thought they were going to play. I think Villa will win, but I think minus 150 is too short. Probably not as a bet, but probably as a pick. Um, I think the odds are right, but I'm not going to give it out. Um, so I'm going to, I think Villa just going to take a little bit more time to sort the defence out now, especially now Mings is missing. So it'll be Torres and maybe Diego Carlos or who's your last centre-back? Can't remember played at the weekend. I think Carlos came off the bench. Yeah, Carlos um, was on the bench, wasn't he? But I can't remember. Um, but it's going to take them a little bit more time to get organised. Um, I think Everton can score. Uh, set pieces as well. If Villa are a bit mixed up at the back, that's kind of Everton's... Um, well, they, they were unlucky at the weekend not to get one. I think Villa will win. I think Villa will win 3-1. But looking around at all the possibilities, both teams to score is my option, Baz. 9-10, minus one eleven. I found another way of playing it that fits into your narrative anyway, so that'll be fine. Um, it was, I mean, it's been far from an ideal start for Villa. They lost Buendia and Mings to potentially season-long injuries. Um, obviously, got a hammer in from Newcastle, but I just think what what better tonic to that than a home game against Everton? Um, as you say, Everton failed to score despite 19 shots on goal. And we, we said last week we can't see where the goals are coming from with Everton. Obviously, you've seen it now when you, you think there is one to come. Um, is that because they've signed Chimiti from Sporting, the 19-year-old with three... Oh, I love him, that 19-year-old Chimiti from Sporting. I've followed him very closely mm. over his career. Three senior goals to his name, so maybe he's going to come in and solve all their goal-scoring problems. Well, Jack, Harrison, play, Jack Harrison's alive, arrived from Leeds. Oh, no, and he'll score a header from a set-piece. There you maybe. go. I mean... It's quite telling that the shortest price for an anytime scorer for any Everton player is three to one, um, which tells you all you need to know about how they, they're really struggling for a focal point in the attack. Um, I just can't see anything that makes me want any part of Everton until I can see some kind of improvement. Um, so even back in the both teams to score doesn't really appeal to me. I think Villa win, but as you say, I've got exactly the same four to six. Minus 150, I just want to find something a little bit bigger. So I'm going to push it a bit further. I'm going to take Villa minus one on the Asian handicap at a price of six to five, plus 220. Um, Sorry, plus 120. Um, That'll be a push if Villa win by one. We cash if Villa win by two. So that 3-1 scoreline you mentioned would be just fine for both of us to cash. So yeah, the pick for me is Villa minus one on the Asian handicap. Hoping for them to win by two or more. Uh, but the, the insurance of money back if they win by one goal. One other thing I wanted to mention on this game, I like the look of Diaby last week. Uh, I think he's going to be yeah. a real player for them. And as an anytime scorer, I like Diaby in 9-4 to four plus 225 or 6-1 to one for a first-time scorer. First scorer, 6-1 to one plus 600. So yeah, Diaby's definitely one to keep an eye on in the goal scorer market. I'll put it out here because I haven't got him down as my scorer for the week later on. Okay, look. Um... Sunday afternoon game is West Ham against Chelsea. That's a 4.30 uh, UK, 11.30 Eastern time kickoff. West Ham are 3-1. to one. Chelsea are 13-5 to five plus 260. Chelsea are 9-10 to 10, minus 1-1-1. One, one, one. Uh, this is you, Baz. Go for it. Yeah, so West yeah, Ham. Yeah, West Ham featured in the 1-1 uh, of the week um, last week. So you you are a hundred percent on one one predictions. Um, yeah. You've banked you've banked that. You've took it and you're saving your one and zero record. I um, am. Yeah. Haven't, haven't dodged it. Um, 
I think the stats told you last much how much of a match that was. The XG was 1.13 versus 1.14. 14 shots on target to 16 shots on... uh, 14 on goal to 16 on goal. Um, So it looked a pretty even match. Um, New signings have arrived for West Ham this week. Edson Alvarez has signed and... James Ward-Prowse was the other one arriving, both to shore up the midfield. Looks like the Harry Maguire deal's fallen through. Quite why Man United keep turning down bids for Harry Maguire. Um, I just don't understand that. I mean, the Morrison's butcher went off last week at half-time and it wasn't Maguire they looked to, it was Lindelof. They hauled off in disgrace. Um, but it was Lindelof that come on. Yeah. And if it wasn't Lindelof, They'd have brought on a full-back and moved Shaw to centre-back because they prefer, mm-hmm. even prefer Shaw as a centre-back these days to Maguire. So I think Maguire needs to get out of there, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, Chelsea looked a more polished outfit than they did last season. Um, doesn't say much because um, they weren't very good last season, but something there for the fans to be positive about, particularly that second half. Um, yeah, it's still not perfect. Still got this massive squad to keep happy um, and it keeps growing because they've now... Look like it was signed Casado, Lavia, and Olise is the latest one who uh, they've activated his release clause. So, uh, yeah, where they had baffling, cleared the decks. absolutely baffling. They cleared the decks. They know they can only play 11 players. They, they cleared the decks quite a bit early on, hadn't they? And you thought they were almost restoring a bit of normality to it. And then they've just started signing everyone again. Um, so, yeah, I thought they attacked really well last week. Chilwell and James looked really dangerous. Sterling had his best game I've seen from him in a while from an attacking threat. And Jackson, although he didn't get the goal, I think it was encouraging. I've got him in my fantasy league team. I thought it was encouraging the chances he got. And I think that he's got plenty of goals in him, Jackson. Um, and that's where I'm going to go. Goals here. Uh, and it's Chelsea goals for me. I think Chelsea can get two goals in this game. It's at minus 110, so 10 to 11. It's the same price as Chelsea on the money line. Um, and I just prefer to take the goals, Mark. I, obviously, I'm taking the 1-0 Chelsea win out of the equation. Um, but yeah, the pick for me is over 1.5 Chelsea goals uh, on the team total market at 10 to 11. And, and similar to the Villa game, I've got a score. I like. I think Jackson's worth a go to get on the score sheet this week. 2 to 1 for an anytime scorer for Jackson, uh, plus 200. I quite like the look of that as well. I mean, both teams looked OK last week. I suppose the difference was that West Ham looked OK in a game at Bournemouth, another team. It was going to be in that bottom third of the league, you would have thought. Um, Chelsea looked a lot better than they had done last year. Uh, still not the finished article by any stretch, but both are going to need time to settle in new players. Ward-Prowse comes in for West Ham, who's an excellent player, but really he does nothing more than replace Rice. And West Ham was still shite last year with Rice in the team. Um and I remain unconvinced by West Ham. I looked at the lineup that started last week, and it's just really average. Really, really average. You've got no striker in there. And um, I thought Chelsea looked okay. I just think Chelsea can win. Chelsea are much the better team. Um, and they kind of traditionally go to West Ham and batter them as well. And um, so Chelsea at nine to ten, uh, minus one 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 on the money line. It's going to be my play there. I think we've been pretty uh, pretty in sync with our thoughts. Pretty lot, yeah. For a change, Malcolm. I've just seen um, Man City have equalised there tonight as well. Cole Palmer's just scored 1-1 in the Super Cup final now. be no extra time in that. Is that straight to pens, I reckon? I assume so, yeah. yeah it's still true. 25 minutes to go. Uh, 8 o'clock on Monday night, then, we have a London derby. That is 3pm Eastern time. It is Crystal Palace against Arsenal. Palace are 5-1. to one. The draw is 3-1. to one. And Arsenal are four to seven. 
minus 175. Um, this is one of the ones that's really hard to judge because both teams did exactly what we expected them to last week. Um, Arsenal had a winnable home game against Nottingham Forest. They did enough just... I mean, I suppose after an hour, they were 2 up and kind of cruised and scored a couple of good goals. Um, but then Forrest did score, put the shits up a bit. Arsenal lost some players. Uh, the new man, Timber, um, is out for the season, it looks like. Uh, one of the CLs, an ACL or an MCL or something has gone. Um, but And then Palace won 1-0 at Sheffield United, a game that we predicted. Um, Palace against the poor team, where Palace can keep a clean sheet and nick it. That is there. And also both teams really got the kind of their ideal situation. We didn't learn much. Um, we've just covered Elise. Looks like he's going to be leaving. That's another um, dagger through the heart for those Palace fans after losing Wilf. Uh, they've only got Eze really now left of that Holy Trinity. Palace are good at keeping it tight at home. Palace keep it tight pretty much, in fact, wherever they go. They never get battered. They'll beat the bad teams, and when they come against the good teams, they're almost quite happy to lose 1-0 or something. Um, I can see Arsenal eking out a 1-0. Um, this is a really tricky spot. It was a hard game to handicap this, but the under two and a half goals is my pick. That's 9-10, minus 1-1-1. Palace aren't prolific, uh, but Arsenal, I don't think they'll run right over them either. This could be goal in each half situation, or even a late one. One or two in the Arsenal, but... Um, so, yeah, I'll take the under two and a half. Not happy with your correct score, but your under two and a half is absolutely fine. I mean, two teams, uh, similar to you, I, I think, hard, hard one to handicap. Two teams both got off to a winning start, both in spots where we expected them to do so. Um, Arsenal, as you say, they went 2-0 up inside 30 minutes and looked to be cruising, uh, but they did let Forrest in late on and, and it didn't blow me away last week, Arsenal. They had 15 shots on goal. But half of those were outside the box. I mean, granted, one of them was scored from outside the box, was an absolute cracker. But notable, they had an XG of under one last week, Arsenal, and, and zero big chances created. So despite winning 2.1, there weren't big clear-cut chances they were making. As you say, Palace keep it tight at home. Under Hodgson, they are yet to lose a game at home. Two, or th- two draws, three wins at the end of last season. So five home games for Hodgson. So far, he hasn't lost one of them. And I think they can avoid defeat here, Malcolm. Our okay, pick for me nice. Is Palace v Arsenal to draw at three to one? And for me, Malcolm, it is my one-one of the week. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this could be the one-one. It'll be your unders. It'll be Palace keeping it tight. It'll be a close game. So yes, I've got Palace to draw with Arsenal at three to one, and one-one uh, is is um, seventy. Sorry, fifteen to two plus seven fifty. So yeah, one-one. One one of the week. Oh, you know, uh, well done, Baz. So that's nine games covered. Uh, I'm going to get to our dog uh, accumulators and goal scorers in a little minute. Let's just do thirty seconds. Um, EPL, uh, FPL. Sorry, Baz. Uh, the fantasy league. Um, how many did we end up in the league? Eighty-five entries in the league. I'm sitting in fifty-fifth, sixty-nine points. Uh, a little bit ahead of you, Baz, on sixty-seven points. Um, who's top of the league then? Your kid was. No, there's a name I'm Your kid not, was. 
there's some new name at the top. Um, ah, he said, right, okay. So in the chat, might be able to help us out here. It's not a, so the team is the chosen 15, and it's Jake Fishoran Williamson. No, yeah, in fact, I, it's not, it's nowhere, it's not who I'm thinking at all. So, yeah, Jake, uh, Jake's top of the league, then there is a Penaluna in second. Uh, but I saw, yeah, Serial was sniffing around. Sne- yeah, Serial sitting in sixth, um, which is decent. Uh, Kyle, one of the, uh, the Newcastle Nighthawks baseball teams up there. Monty, uh, Monty Simpson, who did our um, Nottingham Forest preview on the preview. Monty's up there as well. But um, just a quick line, Baz, any, any transfers that you're thinking of making? I mean, there's been no sort of big signings or... Well, I suppose Kevin De Bruyne is the big injury. But um, what's the, the general transfer? So there's been some price rises this week. Um, what happens in... Is if a lot of people transfer a player in, his price goes up by 0.1 million, uh, which obviously makes it just a little bit trickier to sign him. And then, it, it, but if you want rid of him, you have to sell him back at the original price. So Saka went up to 8.6. Um, Chilwell went up by 0.1 to 5.6. Rodri went up by 0.1 to 5.6. Um, so a couple of tricky decisions. Do you, are you just sticking with your week one plan because that was the plan, or that that's it? I mean, it's it's easy to get tempted. I mean, I made changes last week, which didn't work out. I took Mbwemo out, I took Diaby out, I took Pedro out all last minute and they all scored. And then you you get tempted and thinking, should I reverse that now and and stop any further damage? But realistically, I brought in Jackson for Chelsea. I knew he had a tough game against Liverpool, but he's got easier fixtures coming up. Um, I brought in Foden, didn't get the returns, but... De Bruyne being out means the the sort of minutes risk for Foden is is lessened. Um, so I think overall I'm happy. What I am happy is I've got Salah in my team. A lot of people weren't able to get him in with yeah. Holland, and I've got Salah up against home to Bournemouth this week, where I think Salah can return, and that gives me an alternative captain to to Holland, where Holland's going to be everyone's pick pretty much every week. I think this is one week where I'd be willing to take on Holland, you know, playing against Newcastle. Um, and Salah up against Bournemouth, I think he could possibly outscore Holland. So uh, the way I'm sitting at the moment, I don't see any changes. I'm going to give my team another week. Um, but there are players on the watch list, players like Madison, Diaby. Um, Pedro, if he does keep scoring, is just too cheap to ignore. Five and a half million striker. Um, and I took a punt on Richarlison. I wasn't that impressed with him, despite it being quite an open game, that one. Richarlison never really looked like scoring. Um, I want to see how he does this week, but Richarlison is is very much on the block in terms of a potential move out at some point. But I think for this week, I'll be staying the same with my uh, my team. Uh, the problem I gave myself, I, I would nominally, in theory, want to stay with the same team. However, it was my goalkeeper. I picked Goita for Palace to get that clean sheet. Uh, Palace did get the clean sheet. Great pick. However, Goita wasn't in goal for them. It was Sam Johnson. Um, so I've got Ariola. Um, cheap goalkeeper who is starting but you get that home game against Chelsea so I don't know whether to ditch Guaita for um, Matt Turner the forest keeper and try and steal six points um, and that's really my only my only sort of play unfortunately but um, what did work for me was the reverse jinx of Rashford and Bruno Fernandes I knew if I put Rashford in the team he'd never score again so you can have that one on me everybody congratulations um, right Baz dogs parlays goal scorers you can need us off yeah, so I'll start off with my scorer, um, and it's a man whose name I can't pronounce. Awani 
for Forrest. Uh, if he starts, he didn't start last week. He'd been carrying a little injury, but he did come off the bench and grab their goal. Finished the season really strong last season. And, and as I say, he looked a threat from the bench last week. Um, he's 21 10, plus 2 10 for an anytime goal scorer. I won you. That's a great pick. That's the R sniffer, Baz. The, I looked around, man. I was scratching my head. And you've gone and sniffed that out. That is an outstanding pick. Yeah, love that. Um, I wanted to have a quick look and see what price he is for a first scorer, actually. Um, yeah, so he's 5-1 to one for a first scorer yeah. as well. So, yeah, a 1-21-10 to 10 for, for any time scorer, 5-1 to one for a first scorer. Uh, my pick is uh, going to be Ollie Watkins. He looked all right. Uh, probably could have scored a couple of times at Newcastle last week. And they get Everton at home. Like I say, I think they've got three goals in them. If they score three goals, Watkins will get one of them. Um, I really like Nunes. I think he'll start. There'll be a little bit of rotation. Um, so I'm going back to that. I'm going to flog that dead horse again. Uh, he's 11 to 10 anytime. Uh, but my official play is going to be Ollie Watkins, just because he's bigger, really, of the two prices. Uh, Nunes is plus 110. Uh, Watkins is plus 130, 13 to 10. So I'll take Ollie Watkins. And that, he's 72 first, 72 last for that one. Um, I got to my dog bars and I had a couple to choose from. I had Tottenham um, was an option, but I'm going to take Wolves. I think I have to have the courage of my convictions in thinking Brighton are going to be a bit flaky. Learned nothing last week in that 4-1 win against um, Luton. They did exactly what they're going to do. 12 times this year. However, on 12 occasions, they're going to do shit like this, which is go to Wolves and get beat. Wolves were great the other night. Uh, plus, uh, sorry, three to one were, were going on the Wolves. Uh, that would be my um, pick. Just on Wolves, Baz, if, do you follow Gary Poundland on Twitter? No. Oh, I have seen, I've seen something, possibly because the, of you. The fat bloke with the big specs. Yeah, I've seen him throwing He's, his... Season ticket over a wall the other week or something like that. Did you hear? Well, while he was doing that, he was shouting, "Where's the cat spire money?" Which I think you'd laugh at in abroad. That's a proper parochial joke. Not many people will laugh at that. Um, yeah, if you if you like your football banter, just go and find Gary Poundland. If you're in America, you will understand zero of what he says because he's got a very thick black country accent from the West Midlands. But he's funny. Um, yeah, I like that a lot, Buzz. Um, right, you say things. Uh, underdog for me um, similar to you obviously I've taken Wolves as a pick elsewhere but I'm going with um, Spurs because I didn't take Spurs in that game I went for Spurs oh, please so you've the, done that that gets me off the hoop yeah so the split the, the underdog pick for me this week is Spurs to beat Man United at a price of 17 to 10 plus 170 um, as I say I've already taken Wolves at home to Brighton at 3 to 1 as, as an underdog anyway but, but yeah Spurs is my official underdog play of the week Nice, and then go straight into your Acker Baz and we'll get going. My Acker is an over two and a half treble. Um, I'm going with Fulham and Brentford, Wolves and Brighton, and Man City versus Newcastle United. Plus 470, just over nine to two. So over two and a half goals, Fulham v Brentford, Wolves v Brighton, Man City v Newcastle, all of them have three or more. Just over nine to two for your treble there. Yeah, mine's a similar price. Mine's 4.8 to one, plus 488, I think it was. Um, money line treble, Baz. Nottingham Forest, Friday night. It's a three-day treble as well. We love the three-day treble. Uh, Nottingham Forest on Friday night. Aston Villa on Saturday. Chelsea on Sunday. Um, lock them all up. Plus 488. 4.8 to 1. Bosh. Everything in the book, Baz, with one minute and 50 seconds left on the clock before we get told off by someone 
in the SGP and HR office. Uh, so, yeah, well done. Thanks, everyone, for listening and joining in in the chat as well. It was loads of fun. Uh, Baz, do you have anything else to tell us about? No, just keep liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing and getting the Discord channel. Discord's been really good. Uh, Lenny's had loads of good EPL, uh, EFL yes, stuff. Lenny. He loves his championship and League One. Serial's putting loads of picks out and having loads of winners at the moment. Uh, we've got Tease, our our Dutch friend, with his stats pick. He took Tonali last week for a shot on goal. Oh, Cashed nice. it early on. Uh, that was two to one. I uh, was it no, just over evens for Tonali to have a shot on goal, and I think around five to one for him to have two shots on goal. Cash both of them within fifteen minutes. Yeah, uh, Tease yeah. is really good at sniffing out a good sort of shots on goal uh, thing. So that's always in the Discord. I know we've got a lot of lurkers in there, a lot of people who like to sort of see what's going on. But <laughs> more, and more, more and more are starting to come out of the woodwork, so get involved. If you are lurking, don't be afraid to post your thoughts. Nobody's going to judge it. It's a nice, friendly place to be and share your picks, so get involved. What's the, uh, like the pervy word for people who watch stuff, Baz? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Voyeur. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Sorry. I, don't, uh, I just couldn't think of it. That was all. Um, right. Cheers, everyone. That was tremendous. Uh Enjoyed that a lot. Got the fear, Baz. We need some winners um, after so good. If we can, uh, just to, I'll take 10, bet 10 units, win 12 this weekend. Found, this is a foundation week, Baz. Uh, week two is the foundation week. And then we'll go mental in week three. Um, good luck with all your picks. We'll be back probably on Sunday night to uh, rehash over this, possibly Monday. Barry changes his mind more than he changes his underpants. Uh, but until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>